We need to up our game and shit. We need to do comedy butt naked, right? <laughs> 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 his eye socket off and his uh, eyeball fell out. White women keep kidnapping us. <laughs> Y'all seen the blind side. Aren't you uh, glad we have that disclaimer? Uh, I'm glad you have some. It's going to come in handy This week's episode of The Voice Party is brought to you by Big Boy Raps. Get your car wrapped by some of the most experienced and skilled in the Bay. Big Boy Raps, where the big boys play. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's episode of Two Eagles. Oh, my bad. Fuck, Two feel, Eagles? Yeah, what the fuck? It's a whole podcast. It's a whole podcast. My bad. It's football day, man. It's football Sunday. All right. Can we Sorry, stop letting kidding. him do intros? Start Shut over. up, fool. Fuck you. All right. Start over again. One, no, two. keep it in. Welcome, welcome, welcome to see this. Ah. All right, let's try one more time. You want me to do it? <laughs> I'm nervous. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's episode of The Voice Party. I am your host, Corday Snell. With me, I have the amazing J.D. Arandia. Ooh, that's the way you say it. Oh, nice. like yeah, it. Okay. only took 10 years. Only took 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Next time we have the bisexual Marcus Millinar. <laughs> Who the fuck is Marcus Millinar? I don't know, dude. That's what your name, right? <sighs> I hate you. And I have a son. Marcos, my bad. And then next to me, we have Black Joaquin. How you doing, Black Joaquin? Man, I'm great. Glad glad to be here at the Georgia Dome. Hell yeah. About to go get these tag team championship belts, brother. Hey, you you know, and then on my solo thing, I got my Intercontinental Championship. Hell yeah. Tag team partners for life. Dudley boys. Like Dudley boys. Hell yeah. Oh, testify. There we go. Hell yeah. And we got uh, Fields on the ones and twos. What's cracking, everybody? (laughs) (laughs) He only gives himself that. Yeah, yeah. And this week, we have a very special guest. I've known this guy for a very long time. He's an amazing comic. Please give it for Marcus Howard. Hello, hello. How's it going, everybody? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. You know, thank you for, hot as thank fuck you for coming out, out bro. Yeah. I know, a you got a sweater, too. I know, dog. I don't ever check the weather before I go <laughs> oh, outside. It's caused real problems Welcome to the East Bay, but the hot part of the East Bay. Yeah. yeah. You know what, though? Last month when we were recording, it was extremely hot. It was like, a, like yeah. we were all sweating. Yeah. Like, like This feels like, like Alaska by comparison. Well, I mean... Like, I'm pretty sure three of you sweat like a lot just naturally, <laughs> you know. No, you could add four. I'm skinny, but four. I sweat. Oh, you're skinny, yeah. fat. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. But uh, like, yeah, right. Well, yeah, okay, they, so they we sweat were, walking from the, yes. the kitchen over here, but mm-hmm. I guess I don't. I run. That. Fuck you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm sweating. Okay. Yeah. No, but yeah. Um, what was I was going to say. Welcome, Marcus. Hey, tell us about you. Where you? Where you so where are you coming from? Why are you wearing a sweater? Uh, oh, I live in there. San Francisco, so you know no, it's always cold there. Exactly. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm a comic based out of San Francisco. Been doing it for like about five years now. Okay. Uh, I teach during my day job and uh, tell stupid dick another jokes. teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's like a very is common. Phenom- is this a very common thing between comics? Yeah, this there's year. lots of comics that are substitute teachers that teach that you know work at a youth program or something mm-hmm. like that. I always wonder about that. Is it like the what came first, the chicken or the egg? Are they comics because the schedule works with it or because the job itself kind of provides? I think it's a little bit of both. Like, uh, one, your your work schedule, like, you're usually done by around, like, 4.30 or yeah. so, uh, 5. And so then you have the full night to do jokes. I mean, it, it, it kind of fucks it up because you have to be at the school super early in the yeah. morning. Um, but then also, like, it provides so much variety. Like, kids say crazy shit to you all the time (laughs) and so it makes for some good jokes do you keep like uh do you keep the the comedy life away from work 
Uh, I've tried to as best as I can, uh, mostly because I know a couple comics who have gotten fired right. from their teacher jobs because of the fact that, like, you know, <laughs> he's like, hey, we found your social media. Mm -hmm. uh, my school is like, there's like some of the staff know and like some of the higher up staff know and so, and they're cool with it and everything. I just try not to mention a kid specifically by name right. like, yeah. on stage. And like most of my jokes aren't like that crazy out there, you know, mm -hmm. at least the ones that I've posted online. Mm -hmm. uh, your social media is like not where you can yeah be. yeah it's not nearly as crazy i yeah. mean if they saw my like what the stuff i watch online then for real <laughs> so uh you said you've been doing it for five years are you from the bear like are you from out here or? yeah i was uh, i was born and raised out in uh, oakland yeah. uh, like o oakland berkeley area most of my life lived in emeryville for a while out in san leandro even and uh yeah like I, the only time that i've like lived away from the bay was like for a few years i lived out in colorado and then uh, Ohio, and then uh, went to school up in Chico. How is living out there in, in, compared to the Bay, like in Colorado and stuff? Because I've thought about that. Like at some point, would I want to maybe spend a few years in another state? But I, I love California a lot. Here's the cool thing about Colorado. Colorado is like fully eliminated racism by not having other minorities there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you want like a real place that has no racism, then that's a great place to go. Um, and I mean, it, it's cool. It's, it's the Midwest. Like, you know, it fucking snows out there. And like, yeah. here's the thing is like being from California, like, like you don't get to experience the snow right. and like, it's very beautiful. It's like all this magic wonderment. You're looking around building snowmen and shit like that uh, for about, two weeks and then once it goes beyond that you're like oh this is the worst thing i don't understand how you people fucking live like this <laughs> right. all the yeah. shoveling and right <laughs> your driveway and all that yeah exactly man i like i remember one time we got like snowed in in a blizzard and uh I, like opened my front door and the front door like literally is just all white it was just like a white wall of snow oh, wow yeah I'm you have to like tunnel your way out <laughs> i got a why i asked you earlier if anything's off topic yeah i asked you and i wanted to bring this up because this is when i you know, you meet someone, and, mm -hmm. and I met you at, at uh, uh, what was it, Retro Junkie for the first time? Oh, yeah, in yeah, person. yeah, yeah. And then after that, I saw a video of you online that someone else posted, and that's when I decided I love this guy. <laughs> Even though I don't see you often, yeah, but I yeah. remember like thinking that is some comic was like accused of some horrible shit. Oh, and yeah. And you were at that show, and you were like heckling. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I love that guy. That's awesome. Uh, that's thanks, my bro. first, that's like my first impression of you. Can yeah, there, so the, to give some like backstory and context, <laughs> there's this guy who like, was online harassing a lot of the women comics in the scene mm -hmm. and like in the bay area scene there's like this whole group called mermaid pants where like you know women will share stories of like creepy guys that are comics and stuff like that and so this guy was like well known and like i'd heard some stories a, a little bit but like not that many women like talked about it um and then he ended up doing it to like two of my homies that like Ooh. i knew personally they showed me the messages mm. and so then finally i was like okay fuck this guy and then uh this comic david dominguez he was running an open mic one night where he was like you know the theme of the night is uh sexual harassment yeah, yeah, yeah. which is like Terrible. he was already trying to fucking stir some shit up or whatever and yeah. so like you know so because like a few other women um, in the scene had been like harassed by other dudes and shit like that and so they were like on stage kind of talking about 
about it. And then the the dude in question, Pancake, who I don't think is around anymore. Yeah, no. uh, he like uh, he was like go- going up on stage and finally was just like, "Yo, dude, like fuck you!" Like I I heard all these stories about all the shit that you've been doing to the, all these other women harassing them. You've done it to two of my homies now. Like I do not fuck with you mm-hmm. for real. Like I don't want to see you around anymore. Right. And so yeah, just kind of like popped off on him. Did, did it get like almost uh, like w- w- was it? Was well, it just- so it, I mean, it got a, it got a little tense there, uh, mostly because this guy like had like really like heavy kind of incel vibes, you know, oh. like like you know, like I was like. He's the kid, at, the quiet kid at school, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Logs in a lot of yeah. hours on 4chan. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's, uh, oh, wow, man. I didn't know all that. I didn't know all that. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's like kind of the context for why that happened and everything. Yeah, um, and yeah you know, because, you know, these women, they, they're just trying to do sure. fucking comedy or yeah. whatever. And so wow, that, yeah. that's, that's crazy, man. So what I'm trying to say is, uh, respect these hoes, y'all. A hundred percent. If you hear if you hear my voice and I'm not speaking, it's, mm-hmm. he has. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be paying attention to these drops. Yeah, yeah, we got a Lips. few different drops. <laughs> so uh, what, what got you into doing comedy, Marcus? Uh, it was a thing like you know, like a classic, like a latchkey kind of kid thing, where like you know, my uh, I was raised mostly by a single mom, mm-hmm. and so she was like working a lot I was home alone a lot during the summers and uh, my mom had all these VHS tapes of like Eddie Murphy's raw the Kings of comedy some Richard Pryor that stuff and so like I used to just watch those on repeat all the time um, and so it was a thing that like I'd always wanted to do for a very long time and I just never like knew how because you know when you're first like starting out you're like I don't know how you get exactly. into this um, and so like I never did it even uh, and so then I didn't start doing stand-up until I was like 25 years old mm-hmm. and I was like in this crazy relationship with this chick who was like fucking 15 years older than me and she was bipolar it was the whole nightmare yeah. scenario and so then finally ended that relationship and so I was at this like crossroads of like oh I'm finally free out of this like super toxic relationship like I can go pursue and do things that I like didn't want to do I was also like hella depressed mm-hmm. and so I was like oh maybe I uh, I'll go check out some stand-up comedy just so i can like laugh and so i used to go to comedy oakland back when it was at spice monkey nice yeah and uh i, I would go there like probably like two three times a week mm. like every single week yeah. and just like to watch shows and stuff i would bring like dates there and like the guys that ran it samson and ira got to like know me at a certain point and then uh eventually i'd ask them i was like hey like if i wanted to try and give this a shot like where would i go and so then they pointed me in the direction of uh the bacon facebook group which is uh the comedy facebook group for people that don't know and then i just started hitting open mics but the here's the here's the crazy thing is uh about a year ago i helped my mom clean out her garage and there was like some of my old notebooks in there mm-hmm. uh, that i found from high school and i had like written jokes out in there they're, they're horrible like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. first year comedy ones but uh or like even pre-comedy jokes and so i remembered that me and my buddy paul because we were like class clowns and stuff uh, we had saw like an ad in the newspaper that there was going to be a comedy competition mm. and we were like, oh dude, we're going to go do this comedy competition. We're going to fucking win this, right? And so then we wrote all these jokes out and all of this and then uh, we pussied out at the last moment. <laughs> and uh, also, it's crazy to think like, I've never done stand-up before. Out the gate, I'm going to go do a comedy competition. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and... Um, 
And so, yeah, then ever since then, I just hit open mics and stuff like that. I didn't get, like, super crazy into doing stand-up, like, my first year, you know. I would, like, maybe go to one open mic a week or whatever. But then I realized, like, oh, I really love doing this thing. And so then it's been, like, at, at pretty much as often as I can do it yeah. since. What's your schedule looking like right now? Like, uh, comedy-wise? Yeah. I usually perform about five shows a week. Okay. Sometimes more, sometimes okay. a little bit less. But on average, it's about five a week. Sometimes I have crazy weeks where it's like Because it's funny when I hear day. you guys talk about, like, comedians say, mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know, when I first started, I was only doing, like, one a week or something mm -hmm. like that. But in the perspective of, like, entertainment and stuff for with the band, mm -hmm. if you did a show once a week... You're, like a big you're deal, killing right? it. Yeah. yeah. Like people are booking you, but you know, mm. in the aspect of comedy, you're like, Oh, that's just like dipping my feet in. And I see this guy, you know, he's like every two days, he's like, Hey, you want to come to the show with me? And I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah. It's got three shows. And then he's like, yeah, I did six more yesterday. You know? Yeah. And yeah. you're like, Oh fuck. But for you like mm. on that same note, like, cause you're also a teacher. Have you adjusted to kind of being up all fucking day? Uh, I mean, since I was like, 12 years old or like whenever like I stopped having a bedtime you know uh, <laughs> I uh, I I just like I would stay up till like like crackhead hours like 4 a.m. Yeah. like yeah. playing with Legos and shit like that and so I've like I've always been accustomed to like operating on very little sleep I'm gonna die when I'm 50 years old but so you're bad man yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah except for I don't bleed up uh, <laughs> disabled people. people yeah starving people yeah. in the mentally ill yeah yeah, yeah I mean, it'd be like after on this food it's stores. A millionaire beating up people who stole like Seven Eleven. Exactly. Pizza. Yeah, yeah. I actually, yeah, I'm a lot like Batman, except for I don't have like money or power, or, uh, a nice car, even a car at all. <laughs> yeah, this food like sometimes I'll be like seeing a story, like we'll do a show or like on the same show, and then I just see this food up on his like story drawing. He's like, look, look at tonight's drawings. I'm like, dude, it's fucking two in the morning. Yeah. You have draw right now? Or he's like, oh, okay, today's Bob. sketch. And then like I'll wake up and like. I used to be like of like seven or eight, and then it was like oh made like four hours ago, and it's like this full ass sketch. I'm like, you was up at four a.m. drawing? <laughs> yeah, dude, I, it's a real problem. How many hours do you have right now? And like uh, last night, like, like how many? Uh, let me see. I went to sleep around four a.m. and then I had yeah. to. I, I mean, I I, had, I got like five hours last night. That's yeah. not bad, I don't think. Right? <laughs> no, it's bad. That, that average though, I sleep at like three a.m. Okay, cool. Three thirty. Cool. All right. So Remember that like, that kid from X Men? I don't sleep. He's just watching TV. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, X2, just right? Just yeah. walking around the house, yeah. You know what, though? There's something about when I like when I don't get a lot of sleep, I'm a, even though I'm all fucked up, I feel anxious, I'm sharper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that kind yeah, of... I, I, yeah, sure. I, I think, uh, you know, what's the thing from uh, the other Batman movie where his dude's like, uh, you look into the dark. I was born. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Lack of sleep makes me stronger <laughs> and more of a danger on the road. <laughs> the problem with that though is like you're sharp, you're super sharp for like an hour. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. And then eyes after are that, red. Yeah. Yeah. The adrenaline's trying to keep you up. Yeah, That's yeah. You're, you're so like sharp. fighting, and you're like, I got this. I can do the whole day. And, and then, then you're like, an hour in or two hours in, you're just yeah. like. Now I can't function. Oh my god, dude! Yeah. You know One time I, mean? I took an edible, and like, I don't smoke weed or anything like that. And so I took an edible, and uh, the night before, and then it was up like all night, so got no sleep. It was a super strong edible. Woke up the next day, was still high and like on little sleep, yeah. and then had to go and like 
teach <laughs> and i was like oh this is uh, this is garbage dude i'm gonna die here yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. i had a i used to work for a catering company and we had a um it was a, the super bowl events mm-hmm. when it was out here in sf it was a visa event and i remember we had to be there at four in the morning you know i'm a, a kind of a night owl too so i got no sleep and i had to get these uh sparkling waters right and i'm like trying to carry like four or five of them in my arm and at one point there's just a hole right here and i just threw it in there thinking i was gonna catch it mm-hmm. and it just fell and you know staring at it i'm just like fuck me you know what i mean like i gotta i gotta do seven eight more hours of this my boss is like you're gonna pick that up i was like let me this is a great yeah, story, man. Yeah, yeah. I, was like, I, was like, I was like, I was like, let me. Get, I was like, let me just get my mind. <laughs> and he left out the part where he took a bump. To <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't doing cocaine at that. Point. No, like, I, I thought when too you much cocaine. When you was telling that story, I thought it was just gonna be like you looked, you threw it, and it was like a hole. I, I expected like a, just a trail oh, of yeah. like sparkling waters no, behind no, you no. or some shit. I'm like, that's a good story. No, but there is something about like you said. He said you like you draw. Like I used to stay up late too, even though I had to be up at six the next day, mm-hmm. just painting. And as I don't know what it is. Some Something about late night. That's when I can clean my room better. Oh yeah. That's when I can, yeah. you know, organize like my all my shit better. I, I'm basically a vampire. Yeah. Like I don't. <laughs> I, like I do all of my best work at night. Like yeah. I, I don't do shit in the morning. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like on, on, a on, day a off, on a day off, especially. No, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then, like, it'll be, like, 2 a.m., and I'm like, oh, I should do some laundry right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Late night while I'm at it. Yeah. Is there something about, like, 2 a.m., though, for us, do you think, that, like... I don't know, dude. I like, it just feels like now boy. you have time. Yeah. Because it's too late, like, it's too late to, like, be super productive with, like, business and work. Mm-hmm. But now you're like, oh, now, you know, everyone's asleep i've already seen everything on social media i've already seen all this i heard this uh on a, a graffiti documentary where there's something about being up when everyone else is asleep mm-hmm. i think that's part of it for me yeah I dog that's family. that grind set homie. <laughs> you working when everybody's sleeping dog a big family and in the night time is when i was active at night because mm. i couldn't do shit all day yeah yeah right. no more chaos active. no more, no more chaos, chaos. That's yeah. what it is. i think yeah. that's what it is, is like there's no chaos in the house anymore mm-hmm. you know like, social media is dead yeah like, yeah as everything yeah. is quieting that's down your mind everything. like becomes chaos you know, all i was telling about you no know, social media being dead there's always there's always <laughs> no, but like, no but like your <laughs> friends are not shit. posting no nothing yeah there's no new shit you've already seen all the posts because everyone's just yeah it's very still unless you're following somebody from like across the country new york or something then you know well that's when you wake up at six in the morning and they're like i posted this three hours yeah ago. yeah yeah I'm like, yeah or at, or at 10 30 at night and now i know you could have just I, waited till the morning and now i know who oh, could reply to my my messages at fucking 2 a.m oh <laughs> dog i could add you to some crazy group chats <laughs> <laughs> is that is that when you also kind of like think of jokes uh yeah i mean uh, most of my writing i do like late at night too <laughs> nice, nice like right my car got stolen a little while ago and so like i'm on, i take the bus a, not, a, a lot now and i write I do writing on the bus when there's not like Chinese dudes doing pai gao or whatever in the back. <laughs> have you guys take the? Have you taken the bus? Like seriously, like because yeah. I, I I just noticed this. Not old Asian people but... have a strong monopoly on the bus, at least in San Francisco. Okay, like it's just it's all owned by like old Asian people that are yeah. all on the bus like okay. constantly. Uh, 
also stop Asian hate. I know that yeah, this is yeah, starting yeah. to go into weird. No, yeah, but but it's mostly like old Asian ladies and like you know they're like smoking in the back mm. and like all kinds of shit. It's crazy. And then like black teenagers who are yeah. you know harassing <laughs> yeah, them yeah. and so yeah, yeah. I don't catch the bus like in uh, San Francisco, but I remember like in like the Bay Area, like uh, like in like Richmond, like Berkeley and stuff like that. I used to always catch, and it would always like be shocking because it'd be like young teenagers going to the back and stuff like that. Then yeah. I remember like someone to do like writing some shit on like the fucking glass. I was like, what the mm. fuck are you doing this shit? But then yeah, like like older people always kind of like do something. I, it was it, it's always interesting that like people watch while on the bus. occasionally you'll have like the mentally ill person. That's oh, on the bus. Dude. oh yeah, and it's obvious because they've got like the little hospital bracelet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like why do they let you go? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly so, you're no, not no, cured. Why did you let them on? Sir? Like I remember I, he stopped. I remember it was like a weird person like getting on. I was like I'm like you're not gonna you're not gonna. I was like now this motherfucker they had the money. On. Yeah, I have like a resting like I don't know what it is friendly guy face oh, yeah, absolutely. or something, and so like. I have this horrible issue where like random people will just stop and start talking to me and Re- telling me they're reading rainbook guy. What was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, was it LeVar Burton? LeVar Burton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so like, yeah, people will come up to me all the time and like just start talking to me. I'll have headphones fully in. Yeah. I'm trying to put out all the vibes. Yeah, yeah. Do not talk to me. <laughs> and they'll sit down talking to me like last, uh, not last night, Friday night, I was taking the bus home and then this like fucking homeless dude or homeless ask, I don't know. He, yeah. Maybe he was just like rich and white and trying to like, you know, live an experience. But um, he like, like started, he started talking to me. He was like, "Yeah, man, like, you know, I, I I traveled out here from Kentucky, and he's like, you know, I just like do DMT, and like, I just I, I try to give away psychotropics if I can." Blah, blah, blah. He's, do, he's talking to me all this stuff, and then I'm like. All right, well, I mean, I'm stuck on this bus with this fucking guy, so I guess I'll try to make conversation. You're like, I guess I'll try some of your DMT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah make this bus ride real weird. I mean, you do look mad approachable, and I bet you the people that walk up and talk to you despite the headphones are thinking that in your headphones you're listening to Butterfly in the Sky. <laughs> I go twice. That's your theme song right there. I can talk to that man. Take a look. It's in a book. Reading Rainbow. Rainbow. Um, that's the clip. That's the shit. But no, here's the thing is though, like, so I'm trying to make conversation with this guy and then finally, like, I get to myself and go, hey man, I gotta go. And then he's like, hey man, can I... Can I give you a hug? Oh no! And I was like, Nah, I'm good, bro. <laughs> I don't know. You look sweaty. There might. I don't know. Is that how you catch homeless? I don't know how it works, bro. I don't want you to touch me. You hug him and then you get an eviction notice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm craving crack all of a sudden. Yeah, I just find like a big stack of cardboard boxes. I always wonder, like the card, like the homeless people would make the signs. Like I understand where they get the cardboard from, but where do they get the markers from? Oh, oh yeah, I, yeah. Right? I, bro, I used to work at. A plumbing supply store in Berkeley. Homeless dude used to always come in, like you know, stretching. <laughs> he's like limbering up with, and shit. with cardboard, and he's like, "Let me borrow your marker." And he would write some shit, and then you know, he told oh. me he told me he made seven hundred and fifty in one day once. That's crazy. That guy uh, over there by the Gilman exit. Oh, there's oh, always a guy there. Always but a guy there. How's it different? There's different yeah. guys, and yeah. I remember he told me. He said it hella funny, bro. He said it. Ah, I do the morning shift. Yeah, they switch up. They switch up. Yeah, they switch up. Like if you get off, if you get off and go to El Cerrito, dude. I remember there was there was this old guy in the wheelchair. Well, it was a wheelchair, but this other guy he had like a bad ankle, so he'd always be like going like this here walking, he'd be saluting to you. So people always gave him money, and then I was just like, I'm like, what the fuck? And then 
morning and then it was shift, like bro. other people like tw- you make a left and it's like three other people yeah, yeah, waiting yeah. for like their shift yeah. but they kept him out there like strong like because yeah. he would always everybody always feel bad for him that's so like, funny and, and that's to think sketch. about that like somebody's pimping out these homeless people yeah. like hey, on the, all of the, our the armenians got the the target uh shift on lock <laughs> the families oh yeah that shit always makes you so sad when they bring the kids yeah i hate that shit dude wait wait like you ever seen those i guess he's got nowhere to put the kids instruments and stuff they be on the bar dude I really, that. Like you're just talking about like the like the street performers. No, no, no. They're homeless, but they'll have their mom will have the kids like oh. make an instrument. They'll be like, uh, so they make it like, like extra well, sad. I think right. I've seen that yeah, once. yeah. But I remember I, I see that once, and I walk past, and it was like, can you spare some? I'm like, if you got enough with some instruments, you can like fucking listen. That was when I met. I'm a little more forgiving. If Excuse me, sir. These were donated. <laughs> yeah. If you're playing an instrument, I'm a little bit more forgiving. You know, mm. like, I, yeah. I at least know. like, oh, you're trying to. Nope. This yeah, is a yeah, talent yeah. you're working on. You suck, but. Yeah, yeah, See, yeah, yeah. I, I wish that the stories that they told were like a little more interesting, yeah, right? Because sure. like a lot of times, like, hey, bro, like I just ran out of gas, yeah, you know, my baby, yeah. uh, my wife is pregnant, she's about to, like, if you're just standing or around I'm all day, the dude, war in Ukraine, exactly. Like, I, I want something like more fantastical, like, yeah. hey, bro, I'm trying to fight a dragon, like in a little <laughs> bit, and I, I need to get some chainmail, maybe had, a sword. No, no, have, you ever a guy, right? have you <laughs> ever had? A, have a, you ever had a homeless guy give you the, your, your change back? No, Ooh, I've had that. Ha- I had that happen to me. So my car, I have the shitty Toyota Corolla out there mm-hmm. with no hubcaps anymore, right? Because I keep falling off on the freeway. Um, oh, but I was doing Instacart one day, and you know rolled down my window I was like hey man this is all I got it's like in change right I didn't mean like that's all mm-hmm. I have to my name but I was like hey this is all I got in cash he goes oh if that's all you got man take it back and I was like no 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 like I have money <laughs> in my like, you really need I just this. don't have this and he goes no nah, dude look at your car <laughs> He's like, take it, I'll be okay. And then he gave me my money back. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? I called my dad. I was like, a whole time he gave me my money back. I needed it more than him. That made me feel so bad about myself. He said, you have things to maintain. I do not. He's like, I don't have a car. I don't need one. I was like, I don't need the hubcaps. Those are fine. He's so worried. I obviously don't care about them. Just take the money. This happened recently in San Francisco. It was the weirdest thing. This dude's like, hey, man, you want to do a COVID test? <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> what? Is that I'm code even, for something? I, I guess he was selling COVID tests. Uh, I was okay. like, nah, I'm cool. That was like the weirdest, like. Yeah, like, I'm not going to trust a street COVID <laughs> test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a 90, like the dollar store pregnancy, pregnancy test. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw those, I was like, what the fuck? Or like no dollar store that. condoms. I was like, oh, yeah, fuck. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. That's why right next to the pregnancy test, I was like, because you use that dollar store condom. Mm-hmm. That's why you pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> so, Marcos, I got it. I think. I think he gave you a change back because he's like, I'm going to try to prevent you to, from becoming me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah he saw your future. But like, yeah. I was like doing all right for myself at that point. Didn't look like it, Marcus. No. It did not look like it. Were you drunk? Maybe up here. No, no. <laughs> I was still drinking at that time. Exactly. But, like, I was he, sober. He saw it. <laughs> yeah, he was probably like, save this for when you go to rehab. He's, I remember, right. yeah. he's, I remember when my eyes used to look like that. <laughs> you know what? I, whenever so, like you know, any kind of public transportation, like, I mean, you see the worst shit that happens in videos, but I feel like I've never never been there for one of those oh you're lucky yeah 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 have you had like especially in- I, the only crazy one that i've seen so far is uh, I, a lady got bit by something like you know somebody brought their dog onto the thing and a lady got bit by the dog oh, wow. <laughs> yeah bro it was a lot of blood yeah. oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, big dog yeah it was like a german shepherd uh, yeah. I, yeah. Was, she, was she jewish <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like in their DNA. Yeah. Oh, I, like, I don't know. Hey, man, look. I'm going to stay away from that after <laughs> that Kanye <laughs> shit, dog. Come on, bro. Oh, my bad, my bad. I'm, I'm like, what? Look, I stand with the Jewish Some people. Some dogs are racist, man. That's Some dogs are racist, No, I, yeah, I always wanted it. I think it's the tiny dogs that are the most racist <laughs> ones. Bro. They are. We talked yeah. about that before. Mm-hmm. It's the little white dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little white dogs ones? are the most racist. They look like a fucking mop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're only owned by ethnic people. Mm-hmm. They're true. only owned by Filipinos, yeah. Mexicans, and black, uh, yeah, black we, people. We do all the small white dogs. Yeah, exactly. Especially the Especially her, in the hood. Her name's Angel. She be barking at everybody. Yeah, in California. she's the exact opposite. Except of what for you the named white her. male man. Mm. Our man was Asian, so. Oh, okay. Cool. okay. <laughs> she don't bark at him. Hey, um, you, uh, you recently got passed at the San Francisco yeah, uh, punchline. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, congratulations. Thanks, congratulations, boys. Appreciate it. It feels like nothing. No, dude, I'm being hella serious. Like, so, like, it, at, if for people that don't know, like, the whole process of getting past at, the, at the at the punchline is like a brutal, super long, like, multi-year process. And uh, you know, like, a big thing with uh, if you're trying to achieve a thing is like, you know, you work so hard, you're on that journey of like trying to make that thing happen, and then you get the thing, and then it just feels hollow, right? Because you're like. Oh, I, the thing that was driving me was actually the journey towards yeah. getting the yeah. thing, not actually getting, getting the, thing. the thing. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, so like I was like, after I got past the punchline, I was like deeply depressed for like several weeks. Because really? you're yeah. like, what do I do now? Right? Yeah, exactly. I was like, I don't know what. Like, okay, like, well now I got this step? thing, and it's there's not like any big fanfare about it, right, right. or anything right. like that. It just happens, and yeah. like you think you like because in your head you think, oh, this is gonna be a thing. It's gonna change something. It's yeah, I'm right. gonna be better. Yeah, blah yeah. blah blah. I'm gonna be on every weekend. Yeah, and then it's nothing. You know, and then right. it's just like, oh, okay. Small well, perks, though. Like, yeah. you want a green room, you don't have to be waiting. Yeah. Outside. So, on the weekends at Punchline, like, uh, whenever there's like a three day weekend, they always sell out on yeah. the Sunday showcase. And so then all the comics who come have to like hang out outside. Yeah. But I don't I gotta do that shit. Yeah, no you, more. Yeah, you can hang yeah, out. Yeah, I get to walk fast, all of you motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be me. Standing yeah. There. I'm gonna like be security. Like, hey, you cold, man? <laughs> well, it's real warm in there. So. <laughs> but, but like, after you. Years of, of grinding it out, mm-hmm. the you know the grind. Yeah, yeah. It does. There is something there like that. You do feel like wow. Like, yeah. Eventually, like it, it does settle in. But I, again, like initially, it really like it felt very like hollow. hollow. But then after that, like it, it did. Like now that I, like I've worked the club a couple times, yeah. stuff like I'm like, oh okay, this is like a real thing. You know, I get to make my fifty dollars or whatever. Right. So, so what is the next goal then? Um, like, are you just focused on? So my current goals are like one is to like get past at all of the comedy clubs in the yeah. Bay. I've already gotten like uh, a couple of them. Like I'm past at Alameda Comedy Club. Nice. I'm past at I just got past at Rooster Tea Feathers. Nice. And now Punchline. So then the last ones are like Laughs Unlimited and then the Improv. And I mean Tommy T's kind of, but I don't think I really need to do Tommy T's like that. <laughs> um, Tommy T's just kind of changed, like now. It's, uh, like, it's, it's not a much of a passing no more. I feel like it's kind of can you put on shows? Yeah, it's like they only mostly do bringer shows. Like I don't yeah. even know if there's a system there or not. I know I don't I don't honestly uh, think so no more. Yeah, I, I, I went back a few times and I'm just like, what? I'm like, I talk to people like, what is it? It's like, oh, really kind of a show, and then you kind of the, you kind of do weekends. It's like, not really. I've been, that's I what that's what I heard from someone. Yeah. Like he, the comic told me that the owner asked you to come watch a few of the for a weekend and. Yeah. 
if you're around, you might get up. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, a, but it's, it's not like you're in. It's yeah. Just, you know, oh, he's here. Cool. Put him up. Yeah. Mm, and that's okay. all it is. So, so there's no like paid regular kind of thing at Tommy. Not that I've heard of. No. Wait, for for now, it was like the people who were passed beforehand, like the Jay Riches and like uh, stuff like that. They they'll get like a weekend kind of a shows. Yeah. But like I don't featuring know. Featuring or hosting. Yeah, well, yeah. not sometimes they'll just get a weekend. Oh, because weekend. oh, they're like kind of oh, like because okay, uh, it. it's uh, Mario Hodge. It's like yeah. Jay Rich and Mario Hodge and like a few other like comedians I know that might have like a Friday and Saturday. But then it's still like a thing like like oh we only have like one show Friday and a show on Saturday because it's like you know social media and. Things things like that so they that's like a different aspect and then i don't really know like if like if jay rich is hanging out he might go up with like a national tour headliner because he knows them and stuff mm. versus like a yeah, you're hosting this weekend kind of a thing like I, i've seen that more like i think after the pandemic that's what it's like which just kind of keep having money coming in in a sense i feel like that I, makes sense i got a, a question on because you know did the pandemic affect your comedy in any way like like were you more active after that or yeah um so when the pandemic first happened uh like i, w I was doing shows up until like lockdown yep. like you know and then uh when the pandemic happened i think it was like maybe about a three month span where like you know there was nothing and then like it started to evolve and like people started doing zoom shows and like those were awful dude like i've watched I've, I've like you'll be on stage or not even on stage just in your fucking couch like with no talking. pants on <laughs> no pants on you're trying to do jokes and like people don't know how to mute themselves so yep. then you oh, hear like yeah. domestic violence or you know like just like some couple arguing yeah. babies crying <laughs> dogs barking and you're like trying to tell your stupid jokes and then uh and so that sucked and then uh, eventually what happened was that like a few comics started being like oh like let's just take a speaker and a mic out to a park mm -hmm. and we'll start doing uh like you know some comedy in the park kind of thing open mics yeah and so like like david dominguez who yeah. you all know he yeah. like he started a, a mic at lake merritt mm -hmm. and so like used to go to that like pretty much every single day and uh which is cool because i think that it helped me get better because like there were some comics who were like very covid cautious that were like you know i'm just not gonna do what's up Oh, no, I'm saying that was me. Oh, I'm that very, was you. Very cool. Yeah, yeah I, well, I, was, I was like, yeah, I ain't going out. Yeah, dog, you can't take a respiratory system hit like that. Like, <laughs> no, uh, at all. At all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> well, another one, because I got COVID from my mom because she's a nurse. So, oh, yeah, fuck. Okay, like, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. So though. then it was like, I ain't trying to get this shit again. I'm like, yeah. fuck this open mic. So, yeah. Yeah, you got it really bad, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was super bad. Yeah, so, I, like, I did a lot of that, those open mics. And so, like, it was cool because it felt made me feel like I was able to, like, level up some while, like, you know, some of the other people that are around were, like, you know. Not doing exactly and then um from there then that's when like the parklet started getting built and so then people were like like com like outdoor comedy shows were like one of the only like events that like they Sidewalk could do shows oh my god dude i've literally have never made more money in my life doing stand-up than i did during covid yeah because yeah. like just every show would be sold out because that yeah. was the only thing people yep. could do yep. it was awesome yeah it was yep. great yep. i i it sounds like horrible but i actually like i enjoyed the the whole pandemic thing like yeah okay we lost some family, but <laughs> yeah. but to just be home and you know, yeah. I did do like the side. I remember I did a sidewalk show. What was that? Um, uh, milk bar. Oh yeah, yeah. And there was a homeless yeah, person yeah, sleeping. Yeah. I, you were there. Yeah, yeah. There was a homeless person sleeping, and in one of my jokes, I mentioned heroin. And when I said heroin, <laughs> they, they woke up and I like, looked. <laughs> 
<laughs> they, they're hoping for yeah. some. Yeah, I pray. I prayed at that show. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, prayed yeah. at that show. I, I was yeah. like, make sure that we don't get attacked by no homeless person <laughs> because the week before Kabir Singh Kabir had got Singh attacked got on attacked. stage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so that was funny. Oh, I remember the best. The best outdoor like show was uh, comedy at the baseball field. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That show was great. Uh, uh, Pete Balmer, Jeff yeah. Dean used yeah. to run this great show called Batter Up, and it was at this baseball field. Oh, I and yeah, there was a giant like it just the bleachers would be full of these people yeah. just all there to see comedy it, it felt fucking great it was great it was dope as fuck do you did like you, you talked about depression did you kind of fall into depression on the pandemic because i kind of did man and i uh no nah, because they were like i mean i'm like a natural introvert so they were like nigga you don't gotta go outside and interact with nobody dude and we're gonna pay you i was like fuck yeah this is amazing i just play fucking play video games and jerked off every day it was amazing dog. at 4 a.m yeah and then you were probably you know, oh dude yeah oh. I, I did not go to sleep at all at that point <laughs> <laughs> I did. I felt a little depression, but it was yeah. I was going outside, like because mm. I'm an extrovert, so I like going outside. Yeah, me too. So then it was like a, I became like a, a with a prism within a prism because it was just like I was just always in my room, mm. not going outside. And I was like, I don't want to wreck my family right now, or like if I was working, I'm like this is my workstation, and then there's my bed, and that's why I relax. So I would just go outside for like fresh air sometimes. So that was always the thing. But then yeah, well, just staying home and getting paid. That yeah, was, that, that was that amazing. Was, that was, yeah. First time ever. Yeah, I was like, man, this food deliveries. Yo, shit. my DoorDash bill. Yo, don't talk about that, That's that's why I kind of like Zoom shows, right? Because mm-hmm. like I didn't have to go nowhere, and it was like I could just be here at my house. And you know how like people, like, man, I only got paid like forty dollars some shit. I'm like, oh, I got paid forty dollars staying at home or sixty mm-hmm. bucks for like the good shows and stuff. That's all I like to be like, like, all right, my DoorDash is here, or like, oh, or my mom's cooking, so I can just like walk in the kitchen. I don't have to like miss out on that part. And like, especially when you when you drive to like a shitty show, there's like five people there you're like man what the fuck but if there's mm-hmm. five people to zoom i'm like i got tv on in the back i'm like oh this is good i, like, did, I did a zoom show and brian hicks was on it yeah and i remember when when it was his turn yeah. you just see a cloud of smoke <laughs> 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 he was doing it in his car <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was well, wild man and basically what i'm asking is you know the, like we got another wave coming of COVID. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's making it come back yeah Hopefully it does something for comedy. Yeah, <laughs> dog. So, but here's the th- here's, going back to the Zoom show thing. Like, so yeah, the, that was like a cool yeah, part of the yeah. Zoom shows. But the bad part of it is, was if you bombed on a Zoom show, because yeah. you know when you bomb on like a show yeah. regularly, you get to like le- you can leave that place. Yeah. It doesn't exist anymore yeah. for you. But when you bombed on a Zoom show, all you do is you close your laptop and you got to sit with your thoughts, yeah. dog. Like, yeah, at, home. Right, right, yeah. at home. Yeah. yeah. yeah I remember, this is where I fell. Yeah. <laughs> So there's a thing about you, you like you bombed on the Zoom stage, and then you just see your 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 screen disappear. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just like, like the people watching, yeah. like oh, he just disappeared. Yeah. yeah, that would happen a lot. But like oh, so, uh, shout out to all you comedians. We appreciate every single last one of you. Even what's the, what's the president like? Oh, they're not here no more. Oh, like, <laughs> like, I, was, oh. like I remember a comedian when like bombed on the show, and then he's like messaged me. He was like Corday, dude. I don't the fuck I was thinking, dude. I, I was like I was like nah, dude, it was cool, man. It was. Cool. He's like nah, dude. I fucking bombed. I'm like, dude, we we dude, it's it one of the laptop. It's all right, dude. It's not the same shit. Like I'm trying to encourage him, but then I could tell him like fall like fall into that desperate thing that you was talking about, Marcus. Yeah. I can see why somebody would think that 
you know, oh, of being on a laptop and doing stand-up, that should be fine. I mean, it's like watching a television special or something, but it's not. No. It's really not. Like a three-second delay, too. And there's, like, plus, like, comedy shows have, like, context. You know, there's, like, lighting, and there's, like, a stage, and, you know, everybody's sitting together. Like, comedy's meant to be consumed together. Like, it's the best It's like a little ritual that we do. Yeah. The stage, the the audience, and they participate. And there's, like, this connection that you have there. And even in the television special, like you expect there to be an audience there laughing yeah. at yeah. you, you know, yeah. without Bobby. Norm McDonald released uh, his last special before oh, he yeah, died. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. was yeah. was him like just talking it, to a camera on Zoom, yeah. and it was very awkward and like weird. Okay, yeah, I, I remember people kept praising that special that he put out, and I'm like, I'm watching it, I'm just like, it looks like he's just talking to the camera. <laughs> yeah. Like in my head, I would have been like, is this even? It was, like, but it was no different than, yeah, than yeah. seeing him perform in front of audience. He's the same. Well, you know, like yeah, 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 all yeah, the same yeah. shit. So it was like awkward from that, like like you said, the same ritual, but mm-hmm. it's just like he's just talking to his camera and in my head I'm just like was there it would be dope if he had like outtakes in it or something like that he was like he's like man I don't even know that's why Bo Burnham's did so well I was gonna mm-hmm. say Bo Burnham kind of did that same thing because he was oh, doing yeah. it at his house but then he kept like talking about he was like supposed to be working on and writing new material he's like I don't even know if it's gonna fucking go out to anything like it was like very real yeah like, yeah. yeah there was a lot of weird shit like that yeah though. absolutely like, yeah. It, it's a trip that it was only what three years ago <laughs> yeah. yeah dude all the flashbacks matter of fact no dude, no like it, a, it ended almost like when we really got out of lockdown, I'm just like, maybe 2021, 2021, yeah. 22 almost. Yeah. Like we've only had like a year and a yeah. half out yeah. of freedom, dog. So, yeah. I feel like the first slaves release. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question. Like I'm out. Uh, what's question. Up? If you, if we had to redo lockdown again, mm-hmm. what would you do different? Okay, so it's a great question. Uh. During lo- the pandemic, like, you know, the, the oh, like BLM stuff like popped off with like George mm-hmm. Floyd. Yeah, sure. I wrote all this material uh, that was centered around BLM and like George Floyd. And I never like put that stuff out online. Yeah. And now it's just not relevant anymore. So yeah. it doesn't work the same. Mm. And so this is like the most fucked up thought I've ever, or one of the most fucked up thoughts I've ever had is like, I kind of want the cops to like kill one unarmed black person, like, <laughs> and it get a big court. thing. Yeah, exactly. So that I could bring this back real quick, you know? <laughs> this material was too good. To yeah. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's going to happen. I'm oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's inevitable. You, you don't have to wish. It's going to happen again. Like, another they change. Yeah. No, you don't have to wait for the next gone. 9-11. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This exactly. happens quite yeah. often. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Um, so you do a lot you do a lot of don't tell shows right yeah 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 um so i'm, I'm hooked up with uh I'm, pro- I'm one of the producers for don't tell comedy in uh san francisco and like the north bay area uh that honestly they Can were just you explain what that is for uh, so don't people. tell comedy is like this uh it's a group where they do like these pop-up shows at like random locations They're supposed to be at secret locations guerrilla right. entertainment <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. it's it was, the name don't tell and like people that. people like you know they we charge tickets and all of that and right. like it's grown into like being this like bigger empire thing where they're like in i think they're in like 56 cities like across yeah. the world yeah, like yeah. they have one there's like a london one uh canada they're all over the u.s i think they're just starting one up in hawaii uh in like mm-hmm. a couple weeks and uh yeah and like don't tell they like film these specials and like put them out and like it's like their numbers are beating like uh comedy central stuff yep. that they're putting out like right. comedy central is like low-key kind of dead now right um and so like don't tell 
Mattel is kind of taking up that for like promoting new comics. Like yeah. that's how Ralph, Bo- Ralph Barbosa, okay. who I'm sure you are aware yeah. of, like really blew up was through his Don't Tell special. Yep. Um, and so yeah, I'm like hooked up with Don't Tell. It was honestly like a super easy process. Mm-hmm. Um, comedy club without what is a venue. Some that's, that's what it is, right? Like, you said what? It's like a comedy club without a venue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a traveling. It's yeah. it's a traveling comedy yeah, show. Kind of. I mean, like we're based in San Francisco, San Francisco, so all of our shows are in. Sure, the city. sure. But I mean, it's kind of like our uh, like with music, we have the same thing. It's like so, so far, far yeah, stuff like that. So don't tell they got the model from so from far. so so far, okay. and so it's it's the exact same model. Yeah, we just did uh, breaking sound. Which is the same thing as so far, oh, okay. um, but just a different company. But yeah, yeah, those those models are pretty cool. Um, what is the process though for a comic to get on that? Uh, to get onto like being a don't tell producer right. or, or no, no, like up to being on, on, a, on the show being on, on, a, on a, special. a special. Oh, I mean the specials is like basically the head guy from Don't Tell will like reach out. They'll like research comics like, sure. and they also like have a giant network of comics that they know and they're like, okay, who's hot? Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to be like you know a, a big thing? thing? And then they like contact them. And they like will run out of venue. They'll do recordings, and uh, usually, like the way that it works is that they record a don't tell special um, in blocks. So they'll like record like five, six comics uh, doing their ten minute sets, mm-hmm. and then they like will release those over the course of like a couple months. Right. And they just do like one release every single week. Plus, they like put out clips every day. Right. That kind of thing. Um, I mean, I personally have never been to any of the Don't Tell specials, mm-hmm. like tapings or anything like that. But I, you know, and I know plenty of the homies that have done them. Would you do? They one? do a lot of small shows. <laughs> they do like the bigger shows, and mm-hmm. do a lot of the smaller ones that like. Like yoga studios and shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's always like try to like I, I think I'm uh, I'm like in talks right now to lock down a, a dude's garage yeah. for one. Well, yeah, well. I was gonna ask that. I was like, would you do a Don't Tell special? Uh, would I do one? Yeah, of course. I mean, do, do I not want to be a successful yeah. comedian or, you know, yeah. uh, uh, well, grow my following? Do you feel like those hold a little bit more weight now than even Netflix? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, because I'm, I'm Netflix is kind of mid, like, a, a lot of the times now. Um, yeah. I feel like that's the, uh, it's the trajectory to a Netflix special, become, mm-hmm. like, a household name. Like, I feel like the Don't Tell specials are, like, the new late night specials. Like, yeah, you're getting on late yeah, night. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I've, it. that's but what I've seen it. Like, I'm it, like. Is it would, bigger I, after the pandemic, though? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's, I feel like I, that's why I kind of took off during the pandemic, because yeah. it's, like, Don't Tell. So it was like, oh, there's, like, secret shows going on during the pandemic. So I feel like that was. That's a hype. Right also, exactly. also though, I would say, I wouldn't say that Netflix. Once you get a Netflix special, you're a household name. No, no, no. Well, well, I'm saying, I'm saying, like the don't tell thing, like definitely. Um, it puts you into it, like, a space yeah. to probably get to your Netflix special. Yeah. But it, but it is true that I think they're kind of giving everyone a Netflix special now. Yeah. And there's so much comedy on there and it's like... Saturated. It's oversaturated. But, but Don't Tell is like a, a hub. Like yeah. people, people know exactly. Don't Tell. Right. They, it's they for go comedy. specifically yeah, there. Yeah. It's just it, one thing. Mm-hmm. Like specifying one thing. To like find new yeah. comics. But then also it's like if you... Well, yeah, like if you have a Don't... Or a Netflix special, it definitely does like help like booking clubs, stuff like that. Like sure. It's mm-hmm. seen on Netflix, stuff like And then it kind of helps like, like give you swing and like say like kind of stuff. And then like... Like for comedy clubs, like you could sell out, you can get like a weekend, you can do like this stuff. Like, yeah, like Netflix. Helps get your name out there. Yeah. I mean, all, all comedy specials are yeah. literally just promotion, promotion for when you go tour. Right, right, right. 
Um, but as far as, yeah, like, I mean, even the don't tell things, they're not like guaranteed to yeah. make you pop. Like yeah. there's some, there's some people I know who've done it and it's like completely changed their career. Yeah. And then for some people they're like, oh, you know, I got a couple thousand followers, yeah, but yeah. you know, it, other than that, so it still is like based off of like the content of the comic, right? Like right. What you're talking about, or also your your uh, consistency with social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a social media based. Oh my god, dude! Thing, I, yeah, know? I hate that shit. Like a, a kind of like. Because, like, most of us, like, us yeah. that are comics, yeah. we got into comedy because we wanted to be funny. We wanted to tell jokes. We didn't want to fucking have to become a social media marketer and a videographer and a video editor yeah, and that, a yeah. producer and, like, all this other shit. Like, a salesman. Yeah, exactly. That's essentially what you guys are. You guys are salesmen. All that. Everyone mm, Yeah. No, you say you say you're not. You are. We're a company of one, yeah. and like we're exactly. we're in charge of like you know marketing, selling our product, which is, is our company. Salesman, yeah. in, the, in the sense of you want to do well on stage, but no, 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 like, no, no. You're you want to sell that. tickets. You're a, sell sell tickets. Tickets. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. a salesman. Yeah. yeah. Your whole comment. The reason you put up a podcast. The reason you started one was to show people, and you have comedians also, to show people you guys are comedians. Yeah. The reason you put on Instagram and and blah blah blah. You're you're to trying promote, to sell them the something. We're yeah, salesmen in marketing. That's, like that's, that's, kind of that's true. That is why I started the this, podcast, just trying to get more people to come to my Richmond show. Exactly. <laughs> no, but that's that's what every comedian that has a podcast does too. Right. Mm-hmm. You become a fan of them, and you might not even know their stand up. Like for me, okay, this is a, like really dumb of me, but I'm a huge fan of the Bad Friends podcast with uh, Bobby Lee. Oh yeah, and yeah. Andrew Santino. I have never seen their stand up yep. until last weekend i yep. finally looked them up and i was like i've been watching you guys' shit for a ever. long time i don't think time. i have ever seen bobby lee it was, stand up. It, was, no. it was like only oh, on that, that gotham where he did like a hosting thing okay back in the day yeah that was like that's, the only that's thing. the one i saw yeah i saw it was at, uh, okay I saw right? at, uh, i'm not a comedian so i don't feel scared to <laughs> yeah there you go shit on him but but like at the same time no i heard that he crushed like i, I have a couple homies that yeah. work at the comedy store and like they said they're like, killer he, yeah he'll, no, he's he a killer I, destroyed. I, I saw him at punchline and then like i was like i just heard he gets naked right yeah he mm-hmm. shows his dick a lot and then uh, and then it was like right after he said his dad had passed earlier in the year so and he's like thank you guys for all subscribing to the podcast it's like when tiger belly like it was like 2018 mm-hmm. and i was like oh, i was like tiger what like <laughs> yeah, yeah. then he was but he was crushing though then yeah. and then he did the like i'm like oh i guess he didn't get naked and then and he did the naked thing and everybody exploded and I was like I was like oh this is dude you know he gets fined like everywhere he goes on tour well no so, so, well so now it's uh what I I, I, I thought so too but then is they put it uh it's like a waiver or a waiver or discretion like they, they let you know up up front yeah, like gonna be hey like hey there there's might be nudity at this show mm-hmm, so yeah. uh letting you know like pre-warning there's, no, there's nudity. Some, no there's some city they just said on bad friends like recently there's some cities that they do on tour yeah where he keeps doing it and they keep telling him like hey here you can't do it uh, we'll get fined and he's like yeah I got fined 8500 bucks for that well I mean yeah like, like at that point it's like he's just like fuck it like this is like this you is probably can't like in Buffalo, Alabama you're not supposed to do that because uh, it's a small town or Utah yeah. yeah but like in California like yeah. you might get away with it I, I like asking every comic this and mm-hmm. I don't think I've done it too much on the podcast but like do you remember the first time you made someone laugh mm. Ooh. oh I don't remember the first time I made somebody laugh, but I, I remember the first time where like I or, got or, a big like pop, yeah. you know, like from a lot of people. Uh, that was like back. <laughs> I mean, it, it was hack because uh, like, <laughs> you know you're a kid, yeah, right. whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, this uh, I remember. There was this African kid who was like black as midnight in the class, <laughs> and I, you know, I called them uh, African booty scratcher <laughs> in class, and it fucking like floored everybody. Like yeah. kids were running around throwing papers, and I was. 
was like, oh, okay, hell yeah, this is great. <laughs> this is one of the best feelings. But you, that was the first time you felt. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was probably like maybe around like six, seven or something like that. Yeah. Um, That's dope. That's, yeah. yeah, man. Well, for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sucks for him. I think that they started like say, so say clicking at him time. and all kinds oh, of no. shit. Oh, yeah. I probably made his the rest of his school year life horrible. Yeah. But he had to transfer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He went back to Africa. <laughs> became a warlord because of that. <laughs> Villain. You know, his last name story. was Coney, dude. So. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Inspired by true events. Oh. <laughs> He's terrorizing little villages. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he yeah, going, going back to like the goals thing, like, uh, yeah, it's just to get past with the other clubs. Like, I'm probably, I'm, I'm probably only going to stay in the Bay. Like, now that I'm like past that punchline and a few of the other clubs, and like a, a bunch of like the, every few years is like a big exodus of yep. comics. Yeah. Yep. And it's as it should be, like that's right how. Yeah. yeah. And so a big exodus has happened. And so now I'm Wait, like, sorry, what does that mean? Um, so like a bunch of comics will move to New York and LA. Yeah. Oh, know? okay. So out of the Bay. Yeah. Or, like or the more quit. experienced <laughs> comics, or just quit. Yeah. You know, get yeah. married, have some fucking stupid fucking kids or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So now they're making room for the new guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Then that's just how it happens. Like eventually you reach a certain plateau, and then yep. you're like, all right, it's time to leave. Right. Um, so that's happened now until so like I'm like one of the only like black dudes at the punchline. So I'm going to just yep. soak up all of that new black all dude experience. Exactly. Right. <laughs> um, and you want to move to New York or L.A. at some point? Yeah. So initially it was like New York all the way because I'm like comedy, comedy, comedy. Yeah. But then I uh, I've like I've started doing like more writing, like writing scripts and stuff like that. I got like a writing fellowship. And so oh, uh, now the, now the well, I mean, hopefully this fucking strike ends at some point. Yeah. But um then the goal is to like go down to LA, get a writing job, and then uh, you know be a working stand up when on the off seasons of uh, like my staff writing job. Right. Dope. That's uh, what I was gonna ask. Awesome. Like uh, you kind of answered, but because uh, uh, you mentioned like the drawing, mm -hmm. is there any other like have you, like have you tried acting? Like have you done anything like that? It seems I've tried, and I don't think I should try anymore. <laughs> Very <laughs> bad at acting, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm horrible at it. Yeah. Uh, there are like you know like a I, it's like a children's theater level of acting <laughs> for me dude like you could have me in like what, what have you been on like what uh i mean like I, i've done like a, i've been on like a couple like different comedy sketches and stuff like that and then like i i did i tried to do a play and then like after a few of the sessions they were like hey man this ain't gonna work out <laughs> Dang. You, you, no you should be behind the camera. At, at acting, though, if you're a stand-up comic. Uh, you have to have I, some of that. I, no, I, I think it's not everybody has, like, desire in doing all those types sure, of things. Sure, not yeah, desire, but it feels but you can't be too that awkward bad. Well, yeah. to me, like, pretending to be a different character. Yeah. I, I think it depends on the part, right? Mm. Like, like okay, there's and some... And the director, too. And the, and the director, yeah. too, because there's some parts where it's, like, clearly, okay, this guy is just playing himself, and he plays himself in every movie. That's one level of acting, and if you're a stand-up comedian, you have to have the, the, that charisma. If that's you, great. <laughs> but like, then there's the transformative kind of act, yeah, like your yeah. Daniel Day Lewis right. or yeah. somebody right. like that who just becomes someone fucking. It is. Else. It is. Awkward, that's though, hard. Yeah. I like that. That I got him the the best part in a film I was in, some independent yeah, yeah. short film, mm -hmm. where he played a. Uh, 
there's two fat guys getting in the bus and they mm-hmm. get stuck and he's one of the yeah one of the fat guys. <laughs> this sounds like Oscar worthy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but it was like funny because I remember like like we shot that I think it was Vallejo like, like Vallejo, but I remember it took like ten to twelve tries and it's literally just because it was like oh you're not holding the newspaper up like high enough or uh, it's like and then I remember one time it was like this only this only copy yeah and, and I remember I yeah. kind of tore it at one point and so we had to angle it to like another part where it, could, it was like so funny and then they was like you got to get off the bus and when you get off the bus he's coming on so at first i just kind of like pushed him out the way mm-hmm. and he was like oh no dude you're supposed to like purposely and i was like oh, okay it was like well if i'm in a rush i'm just gonna like hurry up and get off they was like oh no you're supposed to like mush and then try to like fight like your way out and it stuff was, like, it was like that an egyptian uh, filmmaker yeah. making movies here and it was hard for me too because they they you know they had they brought filmmakers from la and they had like these big ass cameras. big ass cameras yeah. and mm-hmm. uh they had a um a tennis ball under the camera. That's where they wanted me to look. Okay. But I kept making eye contact with the director. <laughs> you I'm just saying, had beautiful I'm saying, eyes. Yeah, I'm saying my lines, you say the lines to your, I was playing a, um, uh, a food vendor in, in Tijuana. Like that was my character. And mm-hmm. I had to look at the ball, but I kept looking at it and I kept looking <laughs> at the guy. And that's, that's where I struggle with that. Yeah. That. I, yeah. It just feels like kind of out of character. Like I, yeah. I think personally, I don't really want to do any on camera stuff, like more stuff like that's like behind the scenes, like the writing of it. Yeah. Um, maybe like some directing stuff, but, uh, that's a perfect place for a comic. Yeah. And then like the only time that I want to be in front of a camera is like, if I'm doing my stand up, yeah. 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 That's that's one of those things that like I know I mean, you know, we talked about this with like Marvel movies. Like there's they're always adding jokes to it. All movies now. It's mm-hmm. not just comedy movies. Yeah. There isn't really well, comedy, no comedy, comedy movies anymore. Because really. comedies in almost even horror movies have like yeah. Jokes yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. there's a few it, like it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like, like I saw Bottoms recently. So oh, no, oh yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is Bad it, dogs. Is that like a yeah, Marshawn Lynch is in it. He, oh, okay. he plays like oh, a, I think it's a, gay a very cheerleading terrible teacher. Okay. But yeah, yeah. But it's gay. Yeah, it's it's like a high school comedy. You know, kind of two characters are trying to get laid. So it's hilarious. It's actually. I find it fun. Is uh, is is your your art that you draw? Is that mm-hmm. just something you do for yourself, or is it do you put it out there? I mean, like I'll, I'll post stuff on my Instagram story, and every uh, every now and then, like I like to paint and like draw and all of that. But uh, yeah, for the most part, I it's just personal. Like you know, I I, I grew up like reading comic books and like yeah. liking anime and stuff like that. So like I like to draw, you know, the ideas that I have in my head. But I I never like have any idea of like creating a comic or some shit like that. What's your favorite comic book character? Uh, American or Japanese? Damn! Which which character? Or Korean dog? Uh, Oh, you're you're a manga guy. Manga, manhwa, the fucking American like traditional comic books, all of it, bro. Uh, My favorite favorite Japanese, and then work our way up to American. Okay, my favorite uh, Japanese. I like uh, there's this character Guts from the series called Berserk. It's like super gothic. It's, it's fucked up. It was been going on for like years, and it was this beautiful series, like some of the most beautiful art you'll ever see in your life, and like a gr- really great like fucked up story. Um, the author just died like about a year ago, and so uh, the story isn't going to continue. Uh, but Berserk is uh, Guts from Berserk is a great character, um, and then for American comics, uh, his character isn't around anymore. Anymore, but this was it was like super influential character to me is this character called uh, Icon he was basically oh you know about Icon oh, oh I know about Dwayne McDuffie and that whole outfit Milestone yeah Milestone comics, dude. oh my god yeah. Milestone was huge 
for me. That's where Static came from yep. for Static oh, Shock. They, they yeah. brought it yeah. back recently. Yeah, they have yeah. Icon versus uh, Hardware storyline going weren't, weren't on. They, yeah. Weren't they making a Static Shock movie? I won't put I think they're still like it's, in it's the, probably it's about still to be something back in the works. So yeah. the big thing was like Milestone was like this imprint or like line of comics that was like separate from DC but also yep. kind of owned by DC. Yep. And so like when that dissolved there was like this whole big like legal drama so those characters weren't used but icon is like kind of like a he's like malcolm x black superman oh yeah. oh yeah okay I remember. Mm-hmm. but he's also like super conservative right yeah that's why i'm saying like malcolm twist? x more like, <laughs> oh, yeah, than, yeah. he's not like martin he, yeah, right. he's he's malcolm x uh yeah he's kind of like uh you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps yeah. these white people aren't gonna save you kind of thing yeah um, and so, like, he's got all the same powers as Superman. He's an alien who, like, fell from space and... Uh, During the time of slavery. Slavery. And so, like, he was found in the field by an uh, enslaved woman. And uh, and so then she was, like, raised by him. And throughout the years, like, throughout the civil rights, or, like, he's immortal. And, like, throughout all these different eras of, like, civil rights movement or the Civil War, all of this stuff, he chose not to use his powers or partake in any of that stuff because he's like, why would I fucking save these people? I see all this brutality of this man of man and then he ends up meeting this like young black chick named who's uh, her superhero name was rocket and she's basically like so you have all these powers you could do shit to change stuff for black people and you're not going to do anything about it and so she finally like convinces him to like you know start fighting for the people oh shit what is this called icon icon yeah icons comics i I don't know you said they're 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 back now yeah Uh, but yeah, Icon, I, I like. I still ha- actually. I, I was just looking at some of my old Icon comics that I still have um, a couple days ago. Wow. Okay. That see, this is why I like uh, like doing this because I I end up finding out a lot of like interest that you that comics or people I kind of I, I mean we don't know each other that yeah. well, but like that's like it's like at the end we open up a big hole because <laughs> uh, for the first few seasons of us doing this podcast like like, like big into comic books and mm-hmm. that's kind of what our focus was we used to review comic book movies as far as the comic movies that are out now what's some of your favorite that have been I I've really fallen off from like the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe okay. like once the end game stuff was yeah. over with yeah. like yeah, Infinity War dude yeah. like all these all, most of these kind of suck it's more the same I don't really <laughs> like the like main yeah. cast that they have yeah. but um, I mean the the Spider-Verse films are beautiful fucking amazing like yeah. beautiful visually yeah. beautiful story yep. super fun like I love those a lot um, I mean I really wish DC would get their fucking act together because they have these beautiful char- these amazing characters they don't know how to, u- how yeah. to work them in the and films they, and they own all of them. It's not yeah. spread out over three different companies. But they're That's not. Fine. They're not like what what Feige does is he picks people that he feels are talented directors yeah. and writers. Mm-hmm. And what Warner Brothers does is they're just like rolling dice. It seems like, hey, you want this job? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And it, and <laughs> I mean, they just brought uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, dude. What's the James director? Gunn. James Gunn. They James just Gunn. brought James Gunn on, so maybe that'll get... Because like the, suic- the new Suicide Squad movie was, was, good. was yeah. good. I really enjoyed that. that I also found fun. Blue Beetle to be fun. Oh, is, is that out? Yeah, it's out? Yeah, Okay. All right. I'm going to yeah. check that out then. Yeah, I was surprised. What, was going with the, what, what did you know like about the first Suicide Squad? Oh, wait. The first Suicide Squad? I mean, 
mean, so my understanding yeah, is that there's a better. I mean, it, it's not good though. It's, it's not so bad, hard, but like, it's, well, it's, jokes were written it's not after good. The fact, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I heard that like basically there's a cut of the movie, or like the uh, the original director of the movie wanted to do a different kind of version. David Ayer. And, more yeah, serious, David a Ayer. More serious. Yeah. And then they they like kind of recut it. Yeah. And the studio execs did, and then kind of fucked up the whole movie. Yeah. Basically, Batman versus Superman fucked up a lot of movies because yeah. uh, Batman vs. Superman came out in March uh, and then um, Suicide Squad was coming out in August so because Batman vs. Superman was too fucking dark they uh, David Ayer's cut was like dark gritty and stuff like that it was like no we just did that let's fucking change this like the first um, trailer was like three minutes long very dark and all this kind of stuff then they did a second trailer more music more pop more colors and stuff like that and then so David Ayer has a cut out there there was like two test screenings it was David Ayer's cut and then like they watched it it was like uh and then they did the uh, the trailer. The people who did the trailer, they made a version of it. And it was kind of like, uh. And then so they was like, well, we'll just combine the two. And then that's what we got. It was the com combination of both those. And we this got crap as well. We got yeah. Yeah, I kind of like it. We're gonna follow up on yeah. some of this, and yeah. then we're gonna have to have you back, bro. To yeah, do I'd love to come back, you guys. We can talk, talk about more stuff. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, yeah! This has been awesome, man. Thank you for coming out. Yeah. Before we go though, any any you want to plug your social media to our listeners, anything like that? Uh, yeah, you can find me on every single platform at Marcus Howard. That's M A R C U S H O W E I R D. Um, on every single platform, I'm putting out more content now uh, consistently. You know whether stand-up clips or a couple of other ventures that I'm starting to do you can check out my YouTube um, and as far as like shows and shit y'all motherfuckers aren't gonna come so uh, <laughs> yeah uh, well, you're just, regularly at the punchline uh, yeah you can yeah I'm at the punchline uh, oh okay there we go I can plug this I guess I, I'll be hosting uh, all week at the punchline uh, the week of September the final week of September. Oh, hi. Um, I'm gonna be post. Uh, I'm gonna be hosting at the Punchline every single week. Uh, the week of September 26th, I'll be hosting the weekend for Chris Porter. I'll be hosting the Sunday Showcase. I'll host the All Star Showcase on Tuesday, uh, and then Wednesday through Saturday with Chris Porter. So you can check that out at PunchlineComedyClub.com. Hey, that's that was great. That's been the voice party, and, and we're out. Hey. I was, I mean, Thank you.